Welcome to Streamable, the podcast about the best streaming content out there. We're going to be reviewing shows and movies from Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney+, Peacock, whatever other services they come up with. So sit back, listen to our review, and then you can tell us how wrong we are on Twitter. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Brett. And together we have over 57 years of movie watching experience. Wait, we were watching movies when we were born? Shh, shut up. Hey everybody, today we're going to be joined by our buddy Mark. Say hi Mark. Oh hi Mark. Hello. Okay, and this is not a review, this is a PSA. Please, please don't watch this movie. The movie is The Last Days of American Crime on Netflix. We heard it was the worst movie on Netflix, but we We were not prepared. (laughs) We were not prepared though. I thought bad movie it'll be like the room or something and we'll laugh at it no this was soul crushing for two and a half hours where well, i constantly took the looked at the time wondering how long i was going to be stuck in this hell for because it the the timer lied we watched that movie for like three days right because that's what it fucking felt like yeah i, I came out with a beard and it, it was worse than quarantine <laughs> it had uh been 40 years and some other people were in my house in in all honesty we finished that movie and i felt so fucking tired i just wanted to go to sleep until the next day it was a horrible horrible movie so normally we do a synopsis honestly it it bordered on point blank which is our first recording ever go listen to that if you haven't point blank was like really confusing and we used the podcast to try to piece it together we might be doing that somewhat, but it's a two and a half hour fucking movie, so I'm probably not going to try to recap it at all, because you yeah, know that, that would be reliving scenes. the movie, which I don't want to do. There's random scenes that like had no context and just jumped out of nowhere, and I still don't understand half of it. I was trying to think about like the movie is two and a half hours long and makes no sense. So how much of the movie is on the cutting room floor, and whether it would be even possible? To at least cut it down more where it makes no sense, but it's, like, watchable. I, I said there has to be a four-hour director cut somewhere where everything <laughs> oh, actually makes sense. I doubt it makes sense. I also don't understand why we have, like, the super long, just cringy sex scenes. Like, they they sort of did remind me of The Room's, like, sex scenes. Because why? Like, we get... focus on them for so long. I mean, this at least is based on a graphic novel, so some of it makes sense. It's kind of this weird dystopian future movie, and I'll explain broadly the plot in a minute, but, like, the the grittiness of it, the sex scenes, all of that seems very graphic novel, but either it's the worst written graphic novel ever, or they just did not use any of that for the script and just made shit up. Right, and, like, I I know the author... Because I've read other works by him, and he it's good stuff. I haven't read this one specifically. But unless he has one really shitty book out of nowhere, they decided to make it into a movie. I'm pretty sure whoever just turned this into a movie just fucked it up. I don't know if it was on the screenwriting. It was 100% in the actual filming, because there's just stuff that makes no sense in the acting. It's just also garbage. Yeah, no, director, director was definitely bad. Script, if they had one, was definitely bad. <laughs> I mean... It, 
when you bring up it being a graphic novel, it makes perfect sense because it, it definitely feels like an inexperienced director almost shot scene for scene the exactly what they were reading as they were reading it in the novel. <laughs> they didn't have a screen. Uh, they didn't have like an actual like, script to work off of. They were just yeah. working off. They have the, the storyboard uh... right there. Why do they need one? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, that would be funny. All right. So real quick, uh, basically, it's called The Last Days of American Crime because America is instituting some mind control device. They're going to put up cell towers all over the place that pacifies the American population from committing any crime. 5G. <laughs> yeah. And so this guy who I guess is known for bank robbing or whatever, he's just some criminal guy, is going to pull off one last heist. His name is Brick. And there's an this e. weird... There's an E at the end of his name. Yes. I don't know why that bothers me so much, but why? Because it's stupid. The the whole beginning of this movie doesn't make sense. He tortures a guy with diesel, and he's talking about how some guy named Johnny D betrayed him. Basically, it's like a 30-minute series of scenes just to establish that he owes some family some money, none of which becomes relevant at any point because he just steals money and goes off to Canada. Like His plan was never to like pay back the family he owed or any of that. He just, it kind of establishes like he has a hit on his head at some point, but. I mean, yeah, you could have just established that in a multitude of other very quick ways, even if you were going to write something different from the comic book. Also, diesel fuel doesn't just light up if you like throw a lit cigarette or a match at it. So that's just fucking stupid because in, in, the, in the dialogue, he references that he had to find a diesel because it's apparently very difficult to find, even though it's at every fucking gas station I ever fucking see. Hey, this is the dystopian future. Diesel doesn't exist, but uh, 90s cars are a plenty. We'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had to look far and wide for diesel because apparently it burns hotter, even though it's way harder to ignite on fire, and his plan would not have worked. Except so, for... Yeah, he, they, they blew up a fucking like, apartment complex using that diesel fuel. It makes no sense. No, the whole beginning doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter. The only other note I had... I mean, they're in Detroit... Yeah, this this crime thing, cell tower thing is going to go up at this certain date and time, and a bunch of people are trying to flee to Canada, I guess, for the freedom it provides. And even the rules of this cell tower don't make sense. It's like you're not going to be able to do any criminal actions, and there's this weird thing about money that we'll get into later. Anyway, uh, my only other note for from the beginning was rioting, looting, tits. Because there was that scene after the intro scene where there's this girl dancing topless on a car and a bunch of people are just rioting and looting shit. Yeah, I mean, if you like tits, there's just the random scenes. There's of two decent tits. pairs. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's so random. And so, yeah, he had robbed this crime family and hid away some money to try to escape to Canada. And then his brother, again, random storyline, his brother was in prison, and he found out his brother died. And then, again, it randomly cuts to him killing Johnny D. Like, I don't know why that storyline needed to resolve. It was resolved in, like, the first, again, 30 minutes that he randomly killed two guys and then killed the guy that ratted him out. None of that storyline matters. 
he got some random poison from this drug dealer guy, which doesn't pay off until two hours later. <laughs> okay, wait. What was the shitty, shitty line of dialogue when he buys the poison, though? I think I, I, have some... I, think I got the timestamp for it. Just cut it in. Oh, fine. I have things that'll hurt permanently to death, if that's what you want. That's the quality of audio that you're expecting from this movie. Like, I'm sorry, dialogue. It's, it, that's, that's, that's as good as it gets. Well, the next best part, I mean, we may use this as a, as a clip either, but um, this random woman walks up to him in a bar and starts talking about her to-do list, and one of them is get married, and then they go and have sex in the bathroom, and I guess the other one was to fuck a loser. And it's then a really she shows, weird to-do list. Yeah. Um, and does it in weird priority too, but her fiance then shows up and it's this guy, Kevin Cash, who apparently was in prison with Brick's brother. And he's got this big plan to steal what was originally said to be 30 million from the money factory. They literally called it the money factory mm -hmm. because apparently money was going out of circulation the government was taking money from criminals because they wouldn't be able to spend it because the mind thing would prevent them from spending illegal money. None of this ever made sense. They mentioned it about seven times, and also, I still don't 30, understand it. Didn't the $30 million become trillions and then billions at some yeah, point? Yeah, no, it jumps around. I'm pretty <laughs> sure we ended on $1 billion, but it was definitely said to be $30 million early on. The The actor for Kevin Cash definitely does not land his hyperbole very well at all no none of them are good actors there is not a good actor in this movie i'm sorry maybe it's the director's are, are we allowed to say that the guy that plays kevin cash i guess has gone downhill because he used to be in boardwalk empire and he was a lot better in that well i, I mean, mean maybe it's I, the director in the shitty dialogue then you can't always blame the actors but yeah i mean it's very possible it's a shitty dialogue as referenced by the one we just brought up a little while ago so anyway, uh, Shelby is the woman, Kevin Cash, Brick. Those are basically the three people. Uh, all the other characters don't fucking matter. Uh, I'm not even going to go through all the details. They go back and forth. They find out that Kevin is the son of the crime lord who Brick had fucked over. So they go to his dad's to steal something that i don't even remember them fucking using what is it for is that just the bombs that they use to blow up the vault sure yeah yeah he literally he says he has clarified. three mark whatever warheads don't worry my dad's got them and it, it i guess was an excuse to play out this whole side story so maybe we'd care more about kevin cash yeah his whole motivation so i mean brick wanted the money and wanted to run off to canada this dude was obviously set, like his dad said something about having like legitimate business and stuff. So he was rich and he was going to be fine if he had stayed in the U.S., even though he wouldn't be able to do crimes. But he basically wanted his legacy to be that he had pulled off the last, the last American crime. So they go to his dad to steal these warheads. He ends up killing his dad. I don't know. None of the shit makes sense. The only thing here which I wanted to make the joke, but he never had, was Brick, where'd you get a hand grenade? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I, I wish he'd actually gotten one. I, I made the joke for no reason, because it was still funny. But, 
Yeah, that that scene with his dad was you you know that when they were filming it, it was supposed to be this like heavy gravitas, like getting at his dad's scene, and it was just so shitty and cringy. Well, let's like, I mean, let's cut to it. It's a pretty good like thirty seconds of random fucking yelling. It is. Sure. Well, this is awkward. You fucking set me up. You tried to fucking kill me. What kind of sicko fucks his stepmother? I introduced you to her. I gave you the world. You didn't give me shit. Now get the fuck Don't out you. of here. You didn't give me shit. You gave her everything. Oh, grow up, Kenny. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. I'll go to your party. Go to your party. Are you want my shit? You fucking bitch. You fucking bitch. Go back to your party. Go back to your party. Go. Go. Your heart is black. Your heart is black. You're dead inside. So, yeah, the dad, the sister, and Kevin all just start yelling at each other, and it's just, it's the worst. Like, they, the way that they just turned a switch, too, from talking to just screaming at each other was just ridiculous. I also just want to apologize for making you listen to this. Hey, you got 30 seconds. We had two and a half hours. We're saving <laughs> you. We're saving you two hours, 29 minutes, and 30 seconds. You're welcome. God. By the uh, way, he has a sister that he has a weird relationship with. Oh, yeah. He fucked pussy, his sister, and, right? Like, yeah. And then he kills her. Spoilers. Who cares? Um <laughs> There's also this storyline with this cop, Sawyer, who is the only actor I know, Charlton Copley, from District 9 and Chappie, South African guy. I think he's done some other stuff. I don't remember him. 18. Sure. He's a cop in this, and like the cops are going to cease to exist because the federal government's going to take over what little crime there will apparently be. And they have the option to get some inhibitor chip in so they can kill people being cops i don't understand what it is i I assume that because like killing somebody or shooting people will be a crime that their inhibitor chip basically lets them still do horrible stuff because they're doing in the name of the law but he's not a cop he's retired is he being moved over to be a federal cop then yeah you're signing up for this like task force to basically take people down basically i guess and to protect the the facilities, they mentioned that a lot of those guys were essentially going to become rent-a-cops and just protect the towers. Which, yeah, they planned that very well and did a great job of that. <laughs> so yeah, the whole point is Shelby is a hacker who hacked the FBI and other places, and she's apparently going to be able to hack this API tower in Detroit. And for some reason, they're going to do it as soon as it's switched on. Like, I didn't even understand the timeline. Like, why did they have to do it right when it's turned on? I mean, if the movie actually explained it, which it doesn't, I would assume it was because their guard would be down right around that time because they're assuming that at, at that moment there's no crime anymore. Whereas if they did it beforehand, they'd actually have to deal with, you know, more guards and stuff. Well, and didn't she also, her idea for the hack was to just essentially add more time before the system activated? Which is not at all what she did. She blew up no. the whole server room. So <laughs> what the fuck? 
Uh, It's bad. And there's this other storyline. Yep, another one. Where Sawyer is saying... Or Sawyer. uh, Not Sawyer. Sawyer's the cop. Brick is goes to like the mayor or I I don't know what this guy's position is and says I have five million dollars and that's their way into the money factory because he's gonna convert his ill-gotten five million dollars into three hundred and fifty thousand dollars from the government of new money usable money actual money I don't know we still don't understand how the money works if criminals are just inhibited from using it or if there's some new circulation because they steal one billion dollars of what should be useless money if they're not able to use it other than the fact that they get to canada i guess but if it's money that went out of circulation why would canada ever use it they're so desperate for the dollar (laughs) (laughs) that's why i don't think it went out of circulation i think the stupid explanation was just that you couldn't use illegal money anymore because it'd be wrong and then the signal would kill your brain. Exactly. Yeah. The chip and the, fi- and the 5G doesn't reach Canada. Yeah. Canada doesn't get 5G yet. No. Canada's in the dark ages. And then we find out Shelby's a CI. When she tried to hack the FBI, it didn't work. And the FBI are total fucking sociopaths that apparently kidnapped her sister and are holding that against her. And it gets way more sociopathic later. Yeah, they have a whole bit of, you know, almost raping her and putting the pressure on her. And, you know, I guess they get their own last day of American crime as well. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. They're they're trying to go after Brick because no, they want know. They want cash. Oh, because yeah. of his ties to the crime family. and I thought uh, that was after, Like our though. last bust? I, I don't. No, I'm pretty sure the whole time it was to try to set him up because, like, her plan was, I think she was a CI to to set him up. I don't know. Fuck, the movie makes no sense. <laughs> anyway, Shelby and Brick are trying to starting to fall in love, and then Brick somehow just suddenly knows that she's with the FBI. That came out of nowhere. I love that scene. Deleted scene. Just deleted scenes. Oh, you mean yeah, when they flash forward to the garage? No, no, no. When he's confronting her and he's like uh, whatever what does the fbi know or something and it's like how did you know that the fbi knew like that was random and then there's finally the great car chase of 90s suvs (laughs) so whatever budget this movie had did not account for cars because every car they have (laughs) is an suv from the 90s i am not joking they have a silver hummer they have Suburbans. They have just old, shitty 90s SUVs. So I wasn't sure if it was a dystopian future or some kind of alternate past movie. Didn't I mention they know. blew their budget on that very nice semi? They tried very hard not to ding. Well, yeah, at the end, <laughs> they have a really nice Mack truck, but it's apparently bulletproof because like all, all the other cars, they shatter windows, they flip them over and shit. This car, literally, they put a decal on the side of bullet holes. Like, they didn't even try to make it look like actual bullet holes. They had to borrow, like, somebody's cousin's I guarantee they did. I guarantee. (laughs) Or they just straight up rented it. Yeah. Anyway, the whole heist, which it seemed like they tried to make it a really elaborate heist or something, but it was, like, 
the dumbest heist ever, probably. They hijacked a garage, uh, a garage truck, a garbage truck to go into the garage at the money factory. Garbage and, truck. Yeah. They hijacked <laughs> it by just having Shelby lay down in the street and the dude came up behind the guy and pointed the gun at him. So then they just drove a garbage truck into the money factory, presumably to destroy old money or something, or I guess just pick up trash. Meanwhile... <laughs> they keep the trash right next to the money. Well, no, I mean, remember, <laughs> he goes in through the vault the back way, but I don't know, it doesn't make any sense. Because Thank the you. best part is that Brick goes in in his regular, whatever, Mustang. I guess that was the one nice car they had. But they, they didn't blow that one up. They couldn't. To exchange his $5 million. So he gives them $5 million and gets a check for 350000 Then he suddenly pulls into some random elevator, which I guess he knew would lead directly to the vault. So there's a car-sized elevator in this easily accessible garage that goes directly into the vault with a billion dollars in it. That was the best part that I loved. Why not? Also, I don't understand. They were stealing a billion dollars, but then they had a whole thing to make counterfeit five million dollars that he could then turn in. Like, yeah, like, like it was it was all so he could get in there, I guess. Like, yeah, it didn't make a lot but, of sense. I mean, but yeah, that was a huge storyline of yeah, they had to counterfeit five million dollars. <laughs> they were about to steal a billion dollars, just use the five million dollars and not waste all that time printing fake money. I don't think they had $5 million. I don't know. Anyway, he just magically pulls into a garage, and oh yeah, Kevin's been hiding under the car the whole time. They are inside the vault. They use explosives to open the vault door, so the garbage man on the other side, who uh, apparently this vault leads to a garbage room, or I don't know, doesn't make any fucking sense, is just sitting there. They apparently load a billion dollars into the garbage truck and then the alarm goes off because they had cameras and shit oh and right when this happens the api hits so they're like supposed to be fucked but shelby is fucking one of the guys at the api control tower or something so she ties him up and then puts her little hack on meanwhile sawyer the cop is out on one last hurrah and gets the call in about the API tower, some trouble there or whatever. The way it comes in actually is really weird because it just shows that Shelby's there and she's like a registered criminal there, but they let her in and like didn't call the police. Yeah, because like I was like, look at her, I'm fucking her. And then they, <laughs> they let her in. It's then, horrible that like the only female character in the movie is basically just in there to be used for fucking or other people to use her for other things. And doesn't actually exist as a character, really. Oh, it became a joke between us that every time she was in a scene, I'm like, she's going to fuck that guy. <laughs> and most yeah. of the time, it was true. Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, even the FBI part, like, they were going to rape her. Oh, yeah. That was just fucked up. Okay. Finish the movie so we can be done with the synopsis. They steal the money. Uh, Shelby gets caught by Sawyer. She kills Sawyer. And then the API kicks back in, so they can't do anything, and they're stopped. So she blows up the whole server room and then just walks straight out of the fucking building. Meanwhile, Kevin, they're temporarily blocked by the API. Kevin 
has learned to beat this in prison. He reveals that he actually killed Brick's brother in prison because he was one of the first people that this was tested on, and he figured out how to block it, and it didn't inhibit him anymore. So he shoots Brick in the chest with a shotgun. Brick continues to live for several hours after this. (laughs) And then he randomly shoots his ear off because whatever. And then the FBI guys show up and just start shooting him for fun, because again, they're sociopaths. Brick takes his poison pill that, remember, he got from the very beginning of the movie, that hasn't been referenced, Mm -hmm. uh, which is going to kill him, but apparently gives him an adrenaline surge so that he can continue to walk under shotgun-blasted chest. Yeah. And then Shelby blows up the room, so she's walking out. Brick gets the truck with the money, Shelby's going to be detained by the police. Brick runs all the police over. They escape to Canada. Brick dies. Shelby goes out to a pretty Canadian lake. End of story. I assume to find her sister. Does she even find her sister on camera? I don't yeah, know. Her, si- by the end of it. Her and her sister are at the pretty lake. Okay. The, the FBI had let her sister go. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's <laughs> okay. nothing redeemable about this movie. The car chase is really shitty. None of the action is good. None of the acting is good. The story doesn't make any fucking sense. The The world doesn't make sense. The tech doesn't make sense. I'm still upset that, like, the real, like, action bit, we don't get something until, like, about an hour and a half into the movie. And then we don't even get, like, a car chase scene. Like, after they kill everybody and have a little shootout, they get into a car and they speed off. And you're thinking... They're going to come after them. And it's like, nope, it just cuts to the next scene. And then we get nothing again for like the next 30 minutes or to an hour. Yeah, but then we get that 90, that sweet 90s SUV chase where they roll their SUVs. I mean, if you're not going to have a plot, can I get a few car chases and more shootouts? If you're not going to have a plot, don't make it two and a half hours. Make it 90 minutes of action. We don't give a shit. Yeah, it's fine with me. If you just give me 90 minutes of shit blowing up and the movie makes no sense, I'll still enjoy it. But I had to slog through two and a half hours of shitty dialogue for, like, I think about ten minutes of action. Well, the worst part of this is there's more story explaining stuff that they clearly cut. There is a four hours director's cut of this movie somewhere that I will someday use to torture someone. Yeah, no, no, you can pay me any amount of money to watch that four hour director's cut if it exists. Because there's no way that it, it redeems any of this movie. I mean, it'll have it make sense, but... No, I don't want it to make way, sense. Probably. I, I am curious about trying to read the graphic novel and see if it's just, if I'm that's not, any good. I'm not at all. Like, I don't, uh, this has ruined it for me. It might be a decent graphic novel. <laughs> I'll, if I'll take listen to this. How about this? Instead of watching the movie, listen to this podcast and then go read the graphic novel. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll read the novel. Maybe I'll give you guys an update about that later, but it, it's got to be better. There's, there's no way it's as bad as this movie was. Anything else. Also, this just reiterates that we should just write a really shitty movie and then just go to Netflix because they'll make it. They'll make any fucking movie you want them to make. Yeah, let's crowdsource it. Everyone everyone writes one scene and we'll put them all together and it'll make more sense than this movie, trust me. Yeah, yeah for sure. They, they say that you just like stick a bunch of monkeys in a room and they, they at some point write Shakespeare, right? I'm pretty sure a crowdsourced movie would still be fine. I mean, it won't quite be Shakespeare, but it'll be better than this piece of shit. Anyway, I don't know what else there is to say about this movie. There's nothing redeemable. 
Yeah, like, no, there's a reason we started this off as a PSA and not a review. It, honestly, don't watch this movie, please. Like, at least for the other shitty movies, we're like, yeah, you can watch it, maybe. And then, like, laugh at it. No, don't don't even try. Like, there's it's no It's two point. and a half hours. If it was 90 minutes, maybe. The humane thing for Netflix to do would be to delete the movie right now and every copy of it that exists. The worst part of this is it is in the top ten on Netflix, despite a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I got a question how much of that is because people heard it was the shittiest movie ever and watched it. Because that's the only reason we watched it. I think it's Netflix padding their numbers. I, I, I think Netflix lies about the top ten. That's oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's you. Like, what do they count as the top ten? Like, if you just watch like, the first 20 minutes, does it count? Well, so, yeah, there was something earlier this year about how they do their metrics, and I don't think it was for the top 10. I think it was before the top 10 existed, but it was something insane, like, if you watch 20 seconds of the movie, it counts as being watched. Which is bullshit. That's not even to the credits in any movie. No, yeah, that that is garbage. Like, movie theaters let you leave if, if you don't like the movie in, like, the first, like, what, 15 minutes? 30. It's 30. 30. Okay, yeah. That's that should be the the that should be the limit for watching the movie. You have to at least hit thirty minutes. Yeah, they are hundred percent paying the numbers. Don't watch this movie, please, please. I don't want them to make more movies like this. Like this, just the if they actually get high numbers off this movie, it just proves that they can literally put whatever bullshit they want on there, and people will just watch it. Hey, that might that might give us a job someday. So don't totally knock it. Yes, Mark, you are muted then. What? How long has Mark been trying to talk? Apparently for the last 20 minutes. Well, that's not good. That Why is not good. You're not muted. I mean, you're not Skype muted. You're not. Well. Bark twice if you're being controlled by the API. <laughs> that was the other thing that bothered me. Is why would you call it API? Because I yeah, work with use, APIs. If you're going to use an acronym, don't use one that exists. <laughs> and one that's so technical when your movie has no technical capability in it at all. <laughs> hey, he's back. Can you hear me? Now yes. we can. Fuck. I've been well, trying to talk for like 30 minutes. Well, well you, now give us you, your I'm thoughts. Yeah, give us we your don't thoughts. talk over you that much. Okay. You should, should have said something earlier. I Well, I was trying and I you guys were actually pausing in time for a while. So I was like, oh, all right. Uh, my my thoughts definitely are that short of maybe extraction in its own right, I don't think Netflix really has done a good action movie by itself yet, to be honest. And yeah, I feel no, we, like we loved but, extraction. Yeah, I, I I feel like like you were talking about before, maybe plot is just too expensive for them. <laughs> Cause it, it, it really did seem like, you know, Oh, something happens. But don't worry, you'll find about it two hours later because the movie's two and a half hours long. But again, they, they budgeted for a four-hour fucking movie and cut it down to two and a half hours. Like, if if story doesn't matter, make it 90 minutes. We don't care. Netflix yeah. doesn't make more money by us watching a longer shitty movie. Yeah. It, if it they makes were Hulu sense. and threw a bunch of ads inside the movie or something, sure, pad your movies, I guess. When we were watching it together, Mark pointed out there was that South Park episode where they call in a Netflix, and Netflix is like, hey, this is Netflix, you're greenlit. Hello, this is Netflix, you're greenlit, what's your idea? <laughs> yeah, yep. basically, that that's how it seems. It, it, this movie is proof that that's exactly how it works. We just gotta they, find that magic phone number to call Netflix, and then we're greenlit, Brett. Well, I mean, what I is feel it? like 
wasn't even extraction based off of some source material. I feel like anything that has any kind of existing semi-successful source material, Netflix will throw at anyone who asks about it. I don't know if it had source material. Wasn't it just basically a ripoff of uh, Man on Fire and Taken? Yes. Well, that was our take. (laughs) I, I think part of it, too, is they had the new CEO come in like five years ago who literally stated, our new mission is to try new things and push the boundary so that, you know, we don't want shows to last more than three seasons and we don't care if our movies appeal to all our viewers. And then they go and introduce the top 10 and start publishing their actual view ratings. Hey, Netflix, do you care if your movies appeal to zero of your viewers? Because that's what this movie has done very successfully. <laughs> yeah, I, it makes no sense. And then, yeah, the three-season thing is just so they don't have to pay people money. Because after three seasons, the prices and things go way up. Yeah. And, yeah, you can tell it's 100% just like, oh, they're, they're afraid they'll lose a bunch of the licensed movies so they want to have their own library of films so that's why they just literally make any movie you send them so they can just pad that number of titles i haven't done any due diligence on this movie because like we've all expressed i don't care enough but i feel like perhaps they had a netflix director direct this movie and he literally just verbatim watched the storyboards of the novel and then created a movie Dude's last name was Megaton. That's all I remember. <laughs> oh, man. It hey, it, it did end on that, that Mack truck scene. It could be uh, the Decepticons. You don't know. Yeah. It wasn't the... Megatron. It was no, Megaton. No, no. That, that's an easy fix. They're, they deceived us that this movie's in their top ten. That would explain why the Mack truck took almost no damage, because it was very powerful, like a fucking Autobot. Yeah, yeah. that was Optimus Prime the entire time. Yeah. This is secretly a Transformers movie. It's the prequel. I, I, I don't know if this makes it better or worse. Like it, it's it's still the worst Transformers movie, which is saying something. But... Also, I I have to say, I saw almost nothing of the sister, so I had almost no care about the motivations of Shelby. And that no, no motivations in this movie are properly established. The brother we see a thirty second clip of, and then we find out he dies in prison. You don't give a shit. No. Uh, Brick and Shelby just kind of fuck each other and then kind of start to fall in love but you don't give a shit um kevin clearly had something with his father but again in their first scene with each other they scream at each other and then kill each other so nothing is established there they, it's they all have... cliches that's all it is. it was all like cliches and tropes of how movies should action movies should be they literally they... had they literally had her driving away in a Mercedes, in Can- like I guess that's what Canadians aspire to is to drive a Mercedes SUV. That's how she spent her billion dollars. Well, she left the truck at the end. She only walked away with a satchel full, which is probably a few million. But okay, hold on. I read some stuff because <laughs> I figured I'd just Uh-oh. look it up right now. So the writer uh, is Carl. Gadge Dusak, or I don't know how to say that, but we'll say that it's Gadge Dusak. He was the showrunner for the first season of Stranger Things. So, what the fuck, dude? How did he write this horrible movie? Okay, showrunner, by the way, can mean that he didn't write anything, he was just a manager of writers. (laughs) Fair fair enough, the writers wrote. He also wrote for um, Dead Like Me, which was a show I used to really like. 
but I don't know. I, I, I can look through his whole career and find something else. But see, seemingly he's worked on stuff that's good. I don't know how this came well, out. Well, he should know how to establish characters from Stranger Things then. He does not know how to do action. <laughs> and then the guy that directed it, I mean, this this more explains why it's crappy. He also directed like Taken 2 and Taken 3. Not Taken 1, Taken 2 and 3, which were garbage too. I don't so, think I ever saw Taken 3. Don't. I, I remember the storyline and was just like... Somebody nah. said... Uh, some, there's a good quote I read somewhere where somebody was like, Taken 3 makes Taken 2 look like Taken 1. So, <laughs> so to be fair, this guy, Carl Gajusek, also wrote the screenplay for Oblivion, that 2013 future dystopian movie with Tom Cruise. That one's not awful i think it has really bad ratings but i didn't think it was that bad i don't know part of it parts of it didn't make sense to me uh from what i remember but yeah it wasn't it wasn't hot garbage like this it was probably like mild garbage <laughs> <laughs> fuck it it'll still break your disposal god <laughs> yeah zero out of ten well, yeah, yeah, so, like, it's not people that have literally never made a movie before, which is what I thought when I was watching it. <laughs> it's, it's people with experience who somehow still just produced garbage. Like, who do we even fault for this? Is it whoever the editor was that cut it together at the end? Maybe you're right. Maybe there is, like, a good four-hour version of this movie that the director envisioned in his mind. And they're like, no, no, it's too long. Let's cut out all the scenes that explain anything and all the action scenes. <laughs> so you blame the tech? And still make it two and a half hours. No, that's on the. it's 100% on the director uh, and the writer. I mean, if they didn't have a clear, good script to follow that didn't make uh, a 90-minute or maybe a two-hour movie, action movies should not be over two hours. And no. sorry, this isn't some great epic. It's not. It does not deserve two and a half hours in any world. So the writer didn't do a good job uh, or... The the director failed too. I mean, he clearly didn't follow the script, or uh, I don't know. There was no chemistry between the actors. I mean, some some of these actors have real credit behind their name, and it felt like like you said, Charles o. Copley, the one guy you knew who kind of started from a similar thing of a not known movie and rose up. His storyline basically could be cut out, and it would have almost zero effect on the movie. It would have absolutely zero effect. And the worst part is he didn't interact with anyone. He's your best actor, and the only thing he does is kill someone at the end. Or try to kill someone at the end. Yeah, exactly. Try. There's no dialogue, basically, between him and Shelby. That, that's that's all that happens. And they probably paid him a shit ton of money to do it. He could have probably played the uh, Kevin Cash character better. If you're gonna, If you're going to have, like, a bigger name person doing, like, a more dialogue heavy thing yeah i think maybe the age would have been off i don't know whatever there, there's no way to nothing else in the movie, movie made sense fuck there's it no, make him like no an 80 year old man trying to get revenge against his dad <laughs> oh my well, god he did, he did fuck his his stepmom yeah yeah here well, hey, yeah he I also her banged his sister i introduced too, her like, to you what are you talking about uh, <laughs> that's exactly how they scream it too and then horrible. he kills his sister and there's like a three second close-up of a slightly largening pool of blood. Like, who is the sister? We don't care. She's wearing a fucking romper, and we probably fucked her, too. <laughs> romper. Okay. Yeah. Bad movie. And then, yeah, now we know there's also no excuse for it to be a bad movie. These people have made fucking movies. How do you just 
just spit out garbage like this. Drunk and you're being paid lots of money? I don't even know. I guess, yeah, you give no shits whatsoever. This is literally just a paycheck, and you just kind of film. Like, everything Again, was the first if take. if you're going to do that, why make a two-and-a-half-hour-long movie? It was, everything was, everything was the first minutes. take. That was it. They just got out. Everything was a first take. It's still <laughs> a four-hour fucking movie somehow. No, you, you fucking nailed it. All right, next scene. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like we were just shouting over each other. No, no, it's perfect. Super gravitas. Yeah. Really? I don't feel like there was any chemistry. Don't worry about it. You don't need chemistry. You're just acting, baby. Let's move on. <laughs> God. Yes, okay. this is the worst, worst movie I've ever watched. Yeah, yeah. It has no, no, like, it's so bad, it's good. It, it's just so bad, it's it's horrible. Hey, at least that Spaceship 19 movie had aliens. What? Plan 9 from Outer Space? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's the greatest movie of all time because the main actor died and they didn't, they replaced him and just kept all of his scenes. <laughs> yeah. I still gotta watch uh, Trolls too. Out of, out of the bad movies. That's <laughs> the one we're missing. There's plenty of other bad movies you can watch, just not this one. Yeah. Anyway, on Friday, the day before this podcast comes out, Artemis Fowl is coming out direct to Disney. Because movie theaters still aren't open. So we are going to be watching that. Read those book series maybe 20 years ago. I distinctly remember that in one of the books, if you solved a puzzle, you had a chance to be in the movie. And I solved the puzzle correctly, but I am not in the fucking movie because it took them 20 years to make. (laughs) I remember buying three cryptography books going on vacation in Santa Barbara when I was 12 and doing that. And I also am not in the movie because it's 20 fucking years later. They're anyway, good books, at least. Uh, they were the very one, good books. One bright spot of quarantine is that this comes out as technically a Disney uh, original. So we are watching that and reviewing it for next week's podcast. I am a little worried about it. Uh... It does not look great. It looks very geared towards kids. It was kind of a kid's book. It's obviously been a long time for us. so Right, but I think they changed the characterization of the main character. Because he was really, like... Hot. Yeah, but I think they made him more, like, you know, energetic. Where he's supposed to be kind of like this, like, criminal mastermind. More quiet and reserved and talks when he needs to kind of thing. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, that's it. This movie's shit. Don't watch it. You're welcome. (laughs) Glad this is the first time I'm on. Have fun. Yeah. Thank, thank <laughs> you have about us. a 45 minute podcast instead of a two and a half hour movie. And uh, I can guarantee this podcast is better than that movie. So you're welcome. Oh, yeah. No, no. there's no there's no like lies there. There's no way I, I could literally make a video of me just taking a shit on a toilet. And it'd probably be better than this movie. <laughs> no, you one don't have to see that, that. TikTok or something. You're, you're... <laughs> uh, Maybe we'll see. I have to make a TikTok account for that, though. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. I don't know what the kids are doing these you days. You probably put in more effort making a TikTok account than the director did to directing this movie. <laughs> it's probably true. All right, guys. Yeah, don't watch this movie. And thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us on all the popular social media sites at StreamablePod and listen to the podcast on your favorite platforms. Please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review.